0: 1 Peter, where we've been looking at these thoughts of these scattered believers in five regions of Rome. We've got these scattered believers and Peter's ministering to them in verse 1 of chapter 2. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisy and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye might grow by it. If so be that ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming is unto a living stones, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. He also, was lively stones, built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ if you stop and try and think through all those things he's just said there's a mountain of things to absorb in that and so let's pray ask the lord's blessing (laughs) heavenly father we thank you that your word is what it is and it's deeper than we can delve into and lord we can rejoice in what we do find and that your spirit teaches us from it and thank you for the apostle peter who penned these things in his later ministry his later life and lord he like paul was ready to go, ready to go home. And Lord, I pray that as we read these words, we might grasp the full implications of them in our lives. Lord, sacrifices our our lives as sacrifices for you. Lord, thoughts like that. You've given all for us, and we pray that we would give all for you and for your work and uh, the building of your church, your habitation through the Spirit. Bless now, those that are here, and be with those that couldn't be here for different reasons. We pray that you'd strengthen them and that they might be tuned in and encouraged in their most holy faith. In Jesus' name, amen. We're looking at the responsibilities of Christians in these verses here. In chapter 2, we looked at the blessings of being a Christian and the introduction to the trials that we'll face in life in chapter 1. Many other subjects, but we come to chapter two, and he 's telling us these are our responsibilities as Christians. Uh, what is it that you want me to do? You know We go to a job, and the gospel will give us and give us a a broad spectrum of what we 're expected to do in our job and the Lord has given that for us here last week we 're looking looking at being a burgeoning believer or a very quickly growing believer. Praise the Lord for those that do, and it's wonderful to see. It, it helps you to know that they're truly born again as they grow and love the Lord and love the believers. And there are those that are not that way. All well, they are Christians, but from their life, in verse 1, the five things that we mentioned last week, Malice, guile, hypocrisies, dragging it over from their old old, old life, from their unsaved being, envings and evil speakings. And there's a real order to that there that we looked at last week. And uh, over the years, yeah, I've seen people exactly like that. And currently that do that and they become gossipers and terrors, uh, terror downs of the work of the Lord, evil speakings. And envying, so it comes from that, their heart has not changed. And you wonder, are they saved? <laughs> um, but as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. So <clears throat> I looked at those two thoughts last week. We should be growing as newborn babes. If you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, see, he's given us and forgiven us so much. <laughs> we ought to be praising him and serving him and ministering to him. And we're going to skip over but come back to verse 4 on, I don't think tonight, but another occasion. And go to verse 5. You also as lively stones, as lively stones. And so <clears throat> we're becoming building blocks. We ought to be building blocks. And we're going to look at this thought tonight. Building blocks. A Christian is a building block here the the outline somewhere but you can write it down it's not a, it's not a big one peter called these people living stones he was talking to them as though they were a house a part of a house a spiritual house just as stones are used to construct and more so in old times than now although they they made bricks in old times didn't they um, how to melt Nineveh down? Just run the river through it, <laughs> and its its walls will melt because a lot of it was mud brick with straw. <clears throat> Been involved with a few mud brick manufacturers down at Mackinsfield. He was and 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 they all seemed to be the same sort of character of person. <laughs> he pulled up with his truck with his wheel tractor on the back and had a bucket on the front and something else on the back and I didn't get there early enough to build a ramp you know, a, a, a thing that he could come off so what does he do? he puts the tractor in neutral and drives off fast with his truck up the hill and what happens to the tractor? straight off the back and I thought, wow anyway, he, he, he would acquired a certain amount of topsoil subsoil and clay more clay than the other two, but made up the texture and bales of hay, and you threw it in there and they extruded mud bricks. They were they were pushed together, forced out. Uh, Les Keeble, some of you might even know of him, out there, uh, um, a, a bricky actually by trade. But then the other one out, out <coughs> at Jack and Dander, different ones, different sort of bricks, different way of doing it. It was just sort of soft mud bricks that were not they weren't hammered together. But we're all building blocks. We've been put together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Let's see the house that the Lord is endeavoring to make. Turn back to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter three. You see God is in the in the process of building houses, spiritual houses. He's he's built one in the times past. he Had to stop building that. He's going to work on it again. But right now he's building the church, the house. And this comes out in these verses here, of talking of Moses. Um, the holy brethren, he said, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, the Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was accounted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who hath built the house hath more honour than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that buildeth all things is God. You see, God is in the building business. (laughs) He's putting houses together, spiritual houses, for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ is a son of his own house. Christ is a son of his own house. Moses built a house, but Christ is a son of his... And whose house or what house is this one? It's the church. It's the church. He's building the house, the church, whose ha- houses are we? If we hold, if we hold the confidence and rejoicing of hope firm unto the end. And so <clears throat> God's building the spiritual house, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the building that it's spoken about. We are his house. Now, <clears throat> who's ever built a house? I mean, or had a house built there's a few people here you have to um, you know you, you dream up your dr- you dream house <laughs> this is what I'd like it like this is how, how I'd like it shaped you take it to uh, uh, an architect sometimes or to the builder and they've got an architect there and they'll go through what you want you know shifting this round shifting that round the more you shift around the dearer it gets they just seem to add money to it and keep adding money to it it doesn't seem realistic, but they, that's what they do. Then you get it. The engineer goes through it, of course. And then you, you, you what's the first thing you do in building a house? Foundation. With concrete slabs, what's the that you close? Put the plumbing in. Put the plumbing in. <laughs> You've got to do the plumbing underneath the slab. I, I've been involved with a couple, so. <laughs> The floor plan, well, that's part of the plan and the architect and all that guy. You know, those guys says, we could go for a long while on that, couldn't we? Dig the holes. And when you see the big holes the plumber digs, you wonder how the house still stands afterward. But anyway, (laughs) all the concrete goes in, the foundations. And if you don't get the foundations right, you're in trouble. Has the building of God, the church, got foundations? Yep. Yeah. It speaks of them as foundations. And uh, I remember I'd just had my heart operation and they were doing the pouring the concrete for Tim and Mel's house. And, you know, if it's been there, it's right down. I couldn't walk down because I couldn't walk back up. I didn't have the puff to go (laughs) to do it. So I stood at the top and the crowd gathered up the top (laughs) to look at what was going on. But they were digging them, they... Got Tim and then hammered it all down with a big impactor. The The ground was pretty, a th- lot of fill. And then the, the people dug the foundations and they dig strip footings across this way, across that way. Some are different, the duns are different. You're up on foam, was it? Yeah, then they, they make it, the yeah. trenches like that. The but then they. They dug the trenches and they got this big boring thing in on the back of an excavator and they went down. I measured it. I went down there. I got well enough to go down and come back up at the hill and I stuck a stick down the hole. And it wasn't a long enough stick, so I pulled a stick up and put it down another longer one down, four and a half metres. Every two metres along the trench, they bored down and they bored down. All through the fill, where there was no fill, they just left it as trenches. And I thought, good. (laughs) It's a good foundation. It's down into the original soil like big pylons underneath his house. I asked him the other day, has any cracks come yet? <laughs> There's only one slight crack on the side where there was no fill anyway. But the foundations are important. And, uh, and <clears throat> after the plumbing and the concrete and the frame and then the bricks and the roof and all the different tradies come in and do all their bits. And it happens quick when they come in. They come in nowadays, bang, and this and that and the other. And uh, <clears throat> the foundations up to the lock-up stage, you think, oh, my house is built. It's locked up. It's got windows, but a whole lot of work has got to go in after that. You know, the plaster and the well, no, no, the wiring and the plumbing and the all that stuff, and, and the cooling and the heating and all the pipes up there. And <clears throat> then they put the plaster on, and then the the the, the architraves and the things around the doors, all those the architraves and so forth. After the plaster and the then the then the flooring the you know the carpet and the the wood and the painting oh the painting <laughs> and then the fit out the fit out. That's important because this is what the people see. This is these people are paying for this and they want it to look good. They've paid a lot of dollars for this three hundred thousand or whatever dollars to put this up, and so the, the plumber comes in and he fits his things in after the tiler's has done his tiling and. And the, and the electrician comes and he puts his things in and, and they clean your hands. And then after all that's done, they have the cleaners come in and they clean the, clean the windows, clean the floor, clean all the dust off and everything to make it speak and span and then, then the keys are handed over. In the church, what stage are we at in the building of it? This has been happening for 2,000 years. In, in 2029, it'll be two thousand years of the church is being built nearly finished. i mean it, yeah to, nearly finished so what stage what you say that the lord's at in in the house state? yeah that that's what we feel the keys have been handed over almost to the lord jesus here's your bride here's your building here are the keys if not the cleaners might still be in there. <laughs> Just doing a few final touches. And we're the final touches on the church. That, people, that's the church. We're the final touches. And let's, let's hold true to what the Lord is wanting to do through us to put a few nice touches <laughs> onto the house and not to put our grubby fingers on the wall and, and, and mess the place up. <clears throat> It's amazing how the tradies can mess things up when (laughs) you think you're through a certain stage. I've seen a place where the tradies come in with muddy boots on carpet, new carpet. I was actually working for Richard Hatfield when we were building this. And we were doing some finishing touches on churches on Melrose, I mean, houses on Melrose Drive. And we were putting the insulation in the ceiling. They put it in... They put it in after nowadays even. But the fellow I was working with, he came to church here. He His knees got sore from kneeling on the rafters up there. So he just kneeled on the plaster. And can you imagine what happened? It popped the screws all over the place. I wouldn't do it. My half of the house was clean, no pop screws. And they come in, what are you doing? And he kept doing it. I said, look. Don't do it. (laughs) Well, I can't do it any other way. And his claim was you haven't put enough glue on in the plaster. (laughs) And he was wrecking the place. Folks, there's a lot of church wreckers around today. And the finishing touches are being added and they're just pulling the building down. Just about to hand over that. But the Lord knows, doesn't he? The Lord knows. Well, let's get off (laughs) that edge that example, we'll move forward to Galate, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 <clears throat> and see that this is really the case. The Lord is really building the, the church. We are the building blocks. We are the living stones, it says in the scripture. Ephesians 1.22 <clears throat> He hath put all things under his feet and given him to be over all things to the church, which is his body, the fulfilling of him that filleth all in all. This building that he's building is to his glory, to the to the Lord's glory. It, and and we will we'll go on to another reference in Ephesians and see the importance that he places. Chapter two now and verse 19. And we read, Now therefore we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the Household of God. Moses built a house. The Lord's building a house. We are the living stones, Peter said, and we are the household of God and are built upon, and here's the foundation I was talking about, the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. You know, the solid rock, we sing that song. And who's the solid rock? Who's the cornerstone? The Lord himself. Um, <clears throat> and the apostles and prophets are not a separate church as some would teach they're, they're the foundation and how many times do you lay a foundation for a house once you put it down and build on it so this foundation was laid we don't have apostles today we're not rebuilding the foundation the apostles and prophets were the foundation the Lord was the cornerstone in whom ye also are built together and for what for habitation of God through the spirit this is the Lord's work. This is the Lord's church. It's his business. And he's putting the finishing touches on. And we ought to be careful that we're doing our part. And what is the trouble today in the church? Finding labourers to do the work of the ministry. Which is brought up a little bit later in it, it, Folks, we need to be involved. Pastor McConnell on, on Sunday was preaching that. You know, we... And, and that was from Isaiah chapter 6 there. But we need to be involved. This is important business. You know, when, when you're having a house built, can I ask someone, how often do you inspect it, Mrs. Dunn? Every time we came to Albury. <laughs> okay, yeah, I knew she was keeping an eye on it. <laughs> she told us about it. But you, and the law's keeping an eye on how it's being built let's be part of it let's help in the ministry particularly now you know there's some that are laboring laboring hard and, and what do we do normally in holidays for the children's ministry we close them but the, the, the folks that are doing that have now gone right through <laughs> so for consistency's sake for these children aren't getting anything remember them and maybe if you can if you've got an ability use it to help them Um, we're building blocks (laughs) we're living stones and we're building this house to the glory of God and if we're building it to God it's not just an earthly house an earthly house will grow old the old one down where I was raised grandpa built it in the depression it's half bricks all the inside walls are half bricks, one brick wide and it's on round rocks like bluestone and it's just all piled in. He didn't have concrete. He didn't have enough money to put concrete in. And I got under there one day and said, "This is on ball bearings." <laughs> and any wonder it's cracking up there <laughs> inside? But <clears throat> it's 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 reached its use-by date. My brother said it a few times. He's done it all up. Now he's raised another family in it. But it's 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 reached the use-by date. The Lord once. To build a church, there is no use by date. (laughs) It'll go on and it'll be a glorious thing that He lives amongst for eternity. This is important to God. The churches are important. The church. You know, there's the universal church, but there's the churches that make up that universal church are independent, individual churches, not conglomerations of denominations. That's man made. It's important to know that they should be independent and locally operated. And they're the ones that will hold to the truth longer than the others that all have a head and tell on them what to do down below. So <clears throat> there, there's some important verses. Um, down to verse 23. built together for an habitation of God. What is some of the last v- words that are used about the Lord? And it's talking about the the millennium at the end. And the uh, New Jerusalem and all that, and He will dwell among them. Among who? The Church. <laughs> in the New Jerusalem, and the glory and splendour of it, and we will be inhabitants there. It, you read it, <laughs> and uh, that he, He's going to dwell among us. This is His purpose through the Spirit right now, and in His. Presence in eternity ye also are built this way. <clears throat> so the Lord's almost finished and back in Acts chapter 15, listen to what he said, here through Simon Peter hath or Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out a people. For his name. That's us. That's Christians. That's the church. That's this building we're talking about. an habitation of God. And to this agree all the words of the prophets. As it is written. After this. After he's built this church. He will return and build again. What? The tabernacle of David. So he He started building that. And they rebelled. And he kicked them out. And scattered them everywhere. <laughs> and then he built the church. Then he's going to come back. And build the tabernacle of David for the millennium. And it will be a a, a great thing that he does among the Jewish people for that period of time. And they will be his spiritual ministers throughout that time. Even before that time in the tribulation even. Uh, Back to Ephesians chapter 5. And see how important it is for for we as believers to do it right. We have a house built for us. We want it done right. Right. Right from the foundations and the plumbing all the way up to the to the cleaning process. And the Lord wants it done right in Ephesians chapter five and verse twenty five. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself. A glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle, the cleaners have come, (laughs) spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish, finished product. That's what the Lord's aiming at. And he's just about finished, (laughs) as Pastor McConnell said there. Um, He's doing this, building this church until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, according to Romans 11 and verse 25. So how are we as being the living stones in the church? What sort of living stone? Where, where are you in the wall? Yeah, you say, well, you just said we're up to finished, we're, we're, we're past the wall stage. A bit of a roofing or cleaning. But I heard, and some of these thoughts, I didn't take them down because I didn't go back and listen to them. But Don Jennings, way back about 42 years ago in Sydney, at the church where Sam Dukahart pastors now, he built that one. And, and, I mean, Don Jennings was preaching at that one. Larry Armstrong, I think, was the pastor there to start that. And uh, he preached on stones and rocks living stones and here's some of the thoughts he gave there's the foundation stone foundation stones and uh, yes we looked at ephesians 2 the lord is the cornerstone the apostles and prophets are the foundation and there we're living stones um it was that peter and james were called pillars at the church at jerusalem and galatians 2 9 it refers to that then he referred to common stones We might be part of the driveway, you know. Everyone runs over, you know, and laying that. We might be a part of the wall, you know. We might be the brick up the top under the You just see a little bit off. But we're all part of the building. And this is what Paul, back in Ephesians, talks about. Some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. You see, they're like the capstones there. Oh, there's the important people at the top. But are the rest of the people important? Is the frame important? <laughs> you know, on this building here, if you check the frame out, the wood's so hard, it's like steel. It's made from, I reckon, white box <laughs> trees. And it's all twisted. And, the, and they're, they're not there. 450 apart like regulations are today. They're about this far apart on the frame. You try to find a frame in there, you hardly find one. But is it important that it's there? (laughs) What would happen if the frame wasn't there? You'll introduce your white ants to your house and see what happens to the house if they they eat the frame out. See, everybody's important. And it's not just the showy bits that you see after. It's all the bits of the house are important. And the plumber's got to not leak. Otherwise, you've got troubles. Everything's got to work together with the church. (laughs) The Lord is putting it together. And the common stones are important. You, the people that you might see, it's, it's, it's in Corinthians 12. Those things that are less necessary, we think, are more necessary, Paul said. They're, they're important. And it, he lockers it to a body. Are your kidneys important? <laughs> yep, clean the blood. Liver important? Pancreas important? All that. The, you, the things you can't see are important. And they might be called common, as if. First Corinthians twelve, but they are very important. There's the capstones which I refer to, you know, those that finish, and and they they're all made to shine and and get the glory, and people say, "Wow, look at that!" You know, there's a, used to be. But I don't think they do it anymore. They had feature walls, you know, in, and there's rocks in them, <laughs> decorative things, and he talked about crumbling stones. This is where he said. Ugh. A lot of Christians are crumbling stones, and he preached on that. <laughs> and they should be there, staying, sticking to it, and they're just crumbling in a heap, falling apart. A bit like tabletop out here. You look out there, you see, oh look, all those rocks that that hill with straight sides. You go out there and have a look, and it's you get it. You can get a shovel and dig into it, and <laughs> it's all falling down, and it hasn't weathered a whole lot. The world's not that old. But <laughs> you have a look at. It's all made of little bits of rock and bits of dirt and everything else is in there from the flood. But it's crumbling and in time it will just be like that. And Christians, there can be crumbling ones, decorative ones, headstones, stepping stones. The the ones like I refer to the driveway. We don't like to be stepping stones but they're important in their place. Tumbling stones. I will build my church, he said. How are we doing as living stones that we started with there? Back in Peter, verse 5 of chapter 2, as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. There's a whole other thought in that. Holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. goes with holy priesthood, (laughs) acceptable to God. This is where God's work is done in the world, all throughout the world, whether it be in China, Australia, Russia, America, local churches. And that's what he's building. And altogether, one day, the church will be at the rapture, all come together. So there's some thoughts there. Any thoughts of yours? We certainly didn't cover a whole lot of ground, but you go home, building, building. <laughs> you build a house now, you, oh, you think of the Lord's work. You're You're important. God chose new in this area, this church, and it's good to stay, as Paul said in Corinthians, where you're saved and raised and brought up and be a blessing. And isn't it good to see people that were once, you know, little kids in Sparkies and, and um, what do we have? For the other, I've forgotten the names of the other ones. Cubbies, Cubbies Sparkies, and. Good news. No, that's what we have now. But the other got anyway. Awana, yeah. If we've forgotten the names of the groups and to see them now leading the group and you need to keep bringing them through to lead. There's stones. Praise the Lord.